Hey buddies, you thinking of starting your own podcast? Why not use Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast, and here's why. First off, it's free. Secondly, you have creation tools to record and edit right from your phone or computer. Third, Anchor distributes for you. You can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Fourth, make money with no minimum listenership. And finally, you have everything you need for a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the founder and host of BuddyCast, Nick Sorensen. Hey, buddies. It's another episode of BuddyCast. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen, and joining me today is a good friend of mine, a fraternity brother, and just all-around good guy, my buddy, Timothy Hutton. How you doing, buddy? Hey, everyone. I'm good. How are you? Doing great. Now, Timmy, I asked you on this show, not only because you're a good friend of mine, of course, but because you also work for a zoo, and I've always wanted to talk to someone who works with who works with animals, works with zoo. So, can I ask you, what sparked your passion for working at a zoo, working with the animals? Um, well, I've always just loved animals. Um, I attribute that a lot to my parents. We were always going outside, doing a lot of nature things. They always took us to the zoo, aquariums, um, anywhere with animals we would always go to. Um, yeah, so I've just always loved them. And ever since I was a little kid, I wanted to be a zookeeper. So Nice. Nice. Now, I got to ask, what's your favorite part of the job? Um, animals, of course. There's a yeah. lot. Yeah, I mean, I, I really love working just directly with the animals. Um, I think, but my favorite thing is seeing how the animals how they have their own personalities, just like us. Because <laughs> um, even, like, I work mostly with uh, elephants, uh, also giraffes, zebras, ostrich, and, uh, like, an African antelope species called a Nyala. Mm. Um, but, yeah, even within the elephants who are super intelligent, they completely have their own personalities. And then even the Nyala, who are basically deer, they have their own personalities as well. So it's just funny to see how each of them acts they some of them are they're just all totally different and that's the coolest thing i think is just seeing how they differ from one another and learning their personalities and building a relationship based upon those uh personalities love it love it you're right animals do have personalities even our own dogs you know yeah absolutely mine is pestering me under the table right now <laughs> mine are you're outside you're not paying attention to me yep Mine are outside right now, probably probably barking at everything that moves. So yeah, <laughs> being the neighborhood self-proclaimed neighborhood watch, you know. Oh yeah. yeah. So what does the job entail, both during the season and off season, for you? Um. So basically, for my position, I'm just an animal keeper. So my position doesn't change a whole whole lot during the different times of the year. Um. Obviously, in the uh, 
the winter time our our routine does differ normally it's normally in the summer um we the animals are able to go outside since i work mostly with african species uh there is a temperature cutoff that we can put them outside and whatnot um so during the summertime they go out on exhibit we prepare their exhibits um send them outside for most of the day they'll sometimes come in for training sessions or um to get fed certain diets or whatever um and then we also have a lot of tours and there's a lot more guest interaction during the summertime. So we'll do a lot of things with our education department, bringing classrooms into certain areas, teaching them about the animals. Um, and yeah, so there's just a lot more guest interaction during the summertime. Mm-hmm. Um, and then during the wintertime, uh, or like I said, our animals are mostly inside. So uh, we do get a lot more time for training and uh, enrichment items and just doing fun things with the elephants, especially. Um, so that we have a lot more time during the winter time, one on one with the animals to do more training like that. Um, but the a big part part of the job is mostly just cleaning. Um, a lot of people think, "Wow, you have the best job! You get to play with animals all day." And I wish it was that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah there's ninety percent of my job is picking up animal poop. Yeah. That's the that's the part you get to explain. You can have my job by all means. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but even then, I I still enjoy it and I yeah. still like to take care of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now I'm hoping you got some of these stories. Do you have any funny yet audience appropriate stories for us from your time being a zookeeper? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, uh, how to think for a sec. Uh, once again, going off of the animal personalities, I think their little quirks and habits are just super funny. We have uh, one elephant, Zuri. She will. Um, she really likes attention. So if we are standing near the enclosure or near her her stall, um, and not really paying attention to her, if we're just trying to get a game plan for how we're going to do the day, she gets impatient and she will suck up water and then spray it at us. <laughs> um, and that usually gets our attention. But oh <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, certain things like that. We've we've known. Uh, so one of our elephants is known to throw some of her manure at guests. Sometimes. Yeah, that usually gets a good reaction from the crowd. Mm-hmm. And usually if we uh, day pass at the zoo for the for that audience member the next day or something. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that's pretty much it. Just funny little habits that they have and Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. That sounds that sounds very interesting. So now outside of work, what are some of your hobbies and stuff? What are some things you like to do? Um, well, I like to, I like to stay active. So I do like hiking. Um, me and my wife, Brittany, we go on a hike almost every day after work with the dog. And um, I like playing video games. I'm not a big gamer, but I'll play video games here and then uh, mm-hmm. now and again. And uh, I like art. Um, I haven't really done it as much as I used to, but uh, I do like making things, building. Like I said, I'm always working on projects on the house, um, <laughs> just keeping busy with that kind of stuff, and just visiting friends and family. Also, like I listen to music all the time and watch TV shows, movies. Nice. I got to ask a follow up question. What are some of your favorite video games? So I'm like really, really, I'm not great at video games. I'm really like old school when it comes to them. I'm not like up to date with any new stations. I mean, the mm-hmm. news, we just got a PS4. Um, 
But our favorite one is me and Brittany. We play Left 4 Dead on Xbox 360. It's just a zombie killing game. <laughs> That's probably our favorite one. We play it all the time. We never get bored of it. Nice. I also just got into Skyrim. Mm. Like way late to the party. <laughs> I was going to say, I think my brother mentioned that game about three years ago or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that, that game, I think, came out almost 10 years ago. <laughs> nice. So now, in your own words, what does it mean to be someone's buddy? I think just caring for someone that you vibe with, someone that you get along with, and um, just being there for them, uh, listening to them, listening to their problems, helping them, um, giving them advice if they want it, or just being there for just to have an open ear and comforting them, or... Um, even just hanging out with people, just people just like to spend quality time with one another. And I think if you can find somebody that you really just get along with and um, you don't even have to be doing anything, just chilling silently in the same room is also a good thing to just have. Um, yeah, yeah, I think just, and also loyalty. I think just knowing someone is there and you have their back 100%. And um, even if, your friend, your buddy's not making good decisions. You can still be there to support them. And um, yeah, you can give them advice. And Love it. Love it. That is exactly right. Now, part of being a buddy is being a charitable buddy. So if you could have our audience donate to one charity of your choice, what would it be and why? Um, I would definitely say going... I mean, obviously, I am very into conservation and the environment, uh, working with animals. Um, so I think work uh, donating to some kind of conservation foundation, um, specifically one that uh, I know is a good, credible foundation is the Giraffe Conservation Foundation. Um, they are uh, stationed in Africa, and they do a lot with tracking um, and just kind of keeping their environment safe um, and protected. Uh, that is one I can think of offhand. Um, other than that, though, probably just donating to local um, organizations is a big thing. Um, Anti-litter groups, um, even just your local parks and um, rehabilitation centers are always good. Nice. Nice, absolutely. And I want to do um, one quick plug-in here. Tomorrow we actually have our um, and our fundraiser, our monthly fundraiser, we're this time we're sponsoring the Elton John AIDS Foundation and we actually have a special guest coming on, um, the percussionist from the Elton John band. Oh, very cool. Yeah, so if you're looking for some entertainment tomorrow, there's gonna be magic, there's gonna be um, a little bit of comedy, there, you're gonna meet um, John Mahon, the Elton John percussionist at the end, he's gonna help us announce the total. And we're also doing some raffles as well. Um, we're raffling off one of our wristbands. Oh, nice. We're raffling off some yeah, um, prizes that our um, performers are giving, and someone has a chance. This is something new. Someone has a chance to have a three-minute meet and greet with the Elton John percussionist. You can ask him a question. You can get to say hi to him. It's all whatever you can do in three minutes, or I might even give you five. But yeah, yeah, that's so, awesome. All you have to do is donate. That's all we ask. If yeah, you well, want to come and enjoy, 
Yeah, thank you. Yeah, just come and enjoy the show. Yeah, come and enjoy enjoy the show. You can find it on our Facebook page. So just wanted to insert that little plug real quick. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think this next question is a perfect question for you from what, from what I've known from you. We seem to live, to live in a time that's kind of run by a little bit of negativity, you know, like yeah. politics, um, just, you know, all the stuff going on with the COVID-19, all the stuff that's going on with all this hate that's going on. You know, it seems like you walk down the street today, say hi to the first person that you see and you're greeted with a gesture or a profanity of some sort. How can we spread more positivity in this world? Yeah, you're definitely right in saying that things have been quite negative for the last for the last year, year and a half. I feel like everyone's kind of on the the edge of breaking their breaking points. Uh, there's a lot mm-hmm. of tension in the world, uh, especially now. Um, but I think just taking a step back before everyone is very quick to get heated and hot. Uh, I think taking a step back and listening is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also putting one thing that I try to do is put myself in other people's shoes as cliche as that sounds. I think that's a pretty important thing because you just never know what else, what someone's going through, even if they don't agree with the things that you agree with, or they are completely opposite of what you believe. Um, you just got to put yourself in their shoes with, with how they were raised, where they come from, how they might perceive something or even just, daily things like they might just be having a bad day and they might not have a clear mind. And so I think giving people that leniency instead of jumping down their throats quickly. Yes. Um, just, yeah. Yeah. The patience I think is important. Just being patient yes. with people. Um, mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's a good way. And just being nice to people, just give people compliments and wish them a good day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even yeah. if it's at the grocery store and someone cut in front of you or the cashier did something that was irritating, just once again, put yourself in your shoe, in their shoes and be patient mm-hmm. and resolve a lot of things and take a lot of stress away from, from those interactions. Yeah. And you're 100% right. You never know what someone's going through. Something that might seem major to you, like that car cut me off today or something. Maybe mm-hmm. that person in a rush because there's an emergency or something and they just did, they were just impatient, you know, or something yeah. like at that one moment. Or they're late to something, like they're late to work, so they just, you know. Or, yeah. you know, or the lady at the grocery store, she's trying her hardest. She's doing everything she can, but she's struggling today. She's having She has a lot more things going on. Like, I remember a good story of that. I remember back when I was in high school, there was this kid that used to always fall asleep in class. And I thought he's just lazy. He's just this or that. Like he's, you know, he doesn't care about his education. Why is he here? Yeah. I found out that he was having problems at home. He was up late at night worrying about his mother who wasn't doing well. He was, you know, he had to raise some, he had to help raise his siblings and that was tiring some. And then he would go to school. Yeah. So it tells you about, I learned a legend, a lesson about judgment that day, you know? Oh, absolutely. You never know what someone's going through. And yeah, sure. We're all going through some of the same waters today, but no one's going through the same process. You know what I mean? Like no one's like, we're all, everyone's struggling with COVID-19. Everyone's struggling with the shutdown. But there are some people who are taking it different. Some people, like they say, some people are in yachts, enjoying life. 
Some people are in one of those little rowboats. Exactly. Yeah. So, yep. So now it's time for what we call the ultimate buddy cast buddy question. Are you ready for this? Yes. What is your advice to anyone who wants to be a zookeeper or work with animals one day? Um, so I would just say just try really, really hard. Um, get experience, as much experience as you can. Um, it's a really competitive field. I don't even know how I got into it. I really lucked out. <laughs> I'm very <laughs> blessed. Um, just because it really is. A lot of people uh, will have to move. You have to be willing to move across the country to find a position because a lot of there's not a lot of positions that open up because normally once you get somewhere, you kind of stay there for your whole life. Um, but I, I seriously lucked out so hard being able to get a job in my hometown because um, not a lot of people get that opportunity. So I'd say, yeah, if you do want to get in the zookeeping field, just yeah, be willing to move around. Um, you have to just really love the job too, because the pay is good. It's, it's manageable. It's not the best. <laughs> um, and I know certain zoos will pay more than others and some are pretty much at minimum wage, but you have to really, really love the job. If you, We're not in this, uh, not in this industry for the money. <laughs> more yeah. so just for the love of animals. Um, um, but yeah, most zoos require, um, I would say most zoos are looking for some kind of degree, um, but a lot of them are lenient with uh, a degree um, if you have experience. So they might say, oh, if you have four years of animal husbandry experience somewhere else, that kind of counts instead of a degree. Um, mm -hmm. And even if, um, I would say if you're applying for jobs, um, even if you don't think you're qualified for it, just apply anyway. The worst they're gonna do is just say no. Um, mm -hmm. You just never know, there might not, they might not find anyone who's more qualified than you. Um, like, I don't think I was qualified for my position, but I applied anyway and I just, I tried and tried and I pestered them and emailed them over and over and over and I, yeah, I would just say don't be afraid to push too hard too, because I think that shows that you really, really want the position. So yes, don't be afraid to annoy them a little bit. <laughs> I feel like that's how I got my job because I yeah. just really pushed. Yeah. Hey, you're right about that. Don't be afraid to reach out because that's how I got my job. I, I have a life lesson for you. Like you said, always be kind to whoever you meet. I met my current employer at a movie theater. Um, we went to see Mr. Rogers movie. Uh -huh. He was there and I said hi to him at one point. And later on, as I was searching for a job, I was going through heck and back looking for one. And one morning I actually was applying to a major company here in town and got to like the like fifth round of their interview process or something, you know, just to get the generic email that everyone gets, even if you just applied the first time, you know. The generic, sorry, we're moving in another direction. And yeah, at that point, I almost snapped. I'm almost like, okay, I'm struggling here. What's to do? What to do? I remembered that interaction and I immediately reached out to that employer and said, hey, I'm currently searching for a job. Do you guys have any positions by chance? And he wrote, actually, yes, we do. Send me your resume. I sent him my stuff and he contacted me the same day saying, come down for an interview. We'd love to chat with you. 
And then that was, uh, I interviewed on a Friday and on a Monday they gave me the call. Yeah. So, you're right. You always don't be but afraid. You gotta, gotta believe in yourself and just take the leap sometimes. And yep. hopefully it'll work out one of the times. And Hey, it's like the, it's like the movie we bought is you. Sometimes all you need is 20 seconds of courage. Yeah. Um, I have, I guess I have a confession. I've never seen that movie. What? <laughs> I, I know I should have, I, you would think I would see it. <laughs> you would love it. It's very inspirational. It's very, like you said, the animals all have personalities, you know? Yeah. There's one animal that's like the, like the king of the zoo or something like that, that everyone like, that's like the animal don't mess with or something. And then there's the funny little like lemur or something that's always standing on someone's shoulder. Yeah. Something like that. So. Are there any animals that do that for you? Like always, like whenever you come in, always hang out with you or always like, you know, just like, like a lemur jump on your shoulder or something like um, that? Well, I don't really work with any small animals like that now. Mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't really want a elephant trying to jump on my shoulder, <laughs> but no, but the elephants, they will, they're really touchy feely animals. They like, um, they greet each other with their trunks. So mm -hmm. their trunks are just an extension of basically our hands. Um, but yeah, so they're always reaching out to you because they just want that affection. They want to say hi to you. Um, or once again, Zuri, the one who throws water at us, she's very touchy feely. She's always like sniffing you, trying to see if you have carrots in your pocket. Or um, and I'm always like, leave me alone, leave me alone. <laughs> but is she like, is she like your dog? Whenever you come home, at least there's no other elephant or like no other elephants in the facility. I mean, not at yours, but like. You know, at a neighboring zoo or something like when you come home smelling like another dog, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've oh, yeah. Every, every time happens. I see, um, if I go to like a friend's house after work or if we meet somewhere, if they have a dog, they are all over me because they're like, "I've never smelled this before. What is that?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yeah. Then we have um, our giraffe, our male giraffe. He is the most outgoing animal I've ever met. He loves people so much. I think he thinks he's a person. <laughs> just, he is a big ham. He just loves people. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I hope to see you at your zoo one day, my friend. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So Let me know. Yeah. Thank you. I'll bring my I'll bring my lady down. We'll have a we'll make a day trip out of it. Yes, for sure. Let me know and I can I can definitely meet up with you guys. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, could you give us some like backstage like the behind the scenes stuff or something, you know, like that? I can try. I can try. With now Sweet. with COVID, we haven't been able to do any yeah. of that kind of stuff since COVID. So maybe once yes. everybody's vaccinated, things will be a little more lenient with what mm -hmm. we can and can't do. Yep. Um, but yeah, for sure, I would love to yeah. be able to tell you guys about the animals I work with a little bit more. Awesome. When things get quote unquote back to normal. Yeah, if that ever happens. Yep. So thank you once again for being a buddy here on BuddyCast. And I have one favor to ask you before we sign off here. Anything. Go be someone's buddy today. I will. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Stick around for a minute. We'll chat afterwards. All right. But sounds good. For everyone on my show, this is my buddy, Tim Hutton. If catch him at his zoo. And we'll catch you all next time here on BuddyCast. Well, the days are going fast. Buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last. Buddy, buddy, before they've all gone past. Buddy, buddy, tune in to Buddy Cats. Don't feel like it could make it, buddy, here on Buddy Cats.